Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Smith and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. John Morris, Katie Smith, and end of the semester. Uh, finals are over now, wow, and yeah. uh, before we move out of this semester, let's celebrate a national championship today. Well, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> How about I mean, that? What a fun Monday at work, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, or whenever you're listening to yeah, the podcast. Yeah, that's true. It could be any day yeah, at this point. <laughs> way to give that away, but that's Sorry. okay. But let's welcome in the uh, two assistant coaches for Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling. Kelsey Rao, Rhymes with Tao, is with us. <laughs> welcome to you. Thank you. And Courtney Oates is with us. Welcome to you. Thank you. If I slip and say pate along right. the way, you understand. You. I'll forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much. I do it all the time. Uh, do you really? Yeah. Aww. Because you were here when Courtney was competing here, right? I was, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. How was she as a student athlete? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, there we go. It's a good way to start. Isn't it? Hot seat. <laughs> she was great. Um, I mean, she was kind of everywhere and everything and she always worked really hard so being able to work alongside her it actually shows kind of like the exact replica of who she was as a student athlete but then also as an employee so just a great work ethic and really fun to always be around so nice very nice you're sweet <laughs> yeah. and then courtney on your end your first year working with kelsey working with fee uh, after competing under them what is that like to be on this side of things honestly a privilege yeah uh really truly it's kind of a dream come true. Yeah. So really grateful. And this year has been such a blessing. So, yeah, so. step by step, day by day, always learning from them. Yeah. They're so intelligent. <laughs> really also are. very kind. <laughs> also very kind. <laughs> well, congratulations to both of you in the program. Eighth consecutive NCATA national championship. I'll say that again. Eight straight for wow. Baylor. Say it a third time. Yeah. <laughs> Eighth straight. <laughs> Kelsey, people can't see. I wish they could. You were in the national championship hoodie. Woo! That yes. is nice. So very good. Um, what was, from your perspective, uh, and we've talked to uh, Fee several times, but from your perspective as assistant coaches, was there anything different this year? Kelsey, you first about this year's team. Honestly, this year's team was just so zen. Yeah. Um, it, they were very easy to work with. They always had each other's backs, and sometimes there's always – you know, a hiccup here or there, whether it be outside practice, inside practice, whatever, there's always different um, obstacles that occur. But this team really just took them head on, and there weren't really, like, a ton, honestly. It yeah. was just a very smooth ride. It was a very special year um, based off of the uh, leadership that we had from the senior class all the way down. So that group was just very easygoing, allowed others to speak up whenever they needed to. They let other underclassmen – speak up, lead when they needed to, either by example or vocally. And um, 
it was just a special year. They were a really special group. So it was just different in the sense of uh, the ease and calm yeah. that yeah. was within the team. That echoes what Fee told us yeah. on Coach's show about the zen, about the chill for this year's team. I mean, it's not always that way. I mean, that's what you'd hope, right? But it's not always that way. Yeah, no, there are 40-plus female athletes at any given time. So when you think of that, I mean, 40 females in one room. We're not always going to see eye-to-eye on everything. Yeah. Um, but this year was just – it was it was so enjoyable and so much fun. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those years that we remember for a really long time just because of the team dynamic and how special they were. Yeah, for sure. Kelsey, you mentioned that senior leadership and that kind of being where that zen or that piece came from. Talk about some of those student-athlete leaders that you all had this year. So some of those that we had, um, honestly, we had a a really strong group that led by example. I mean, Emily Tobin, we crack up all the time because their freshman year was COVID year, um, so we didn't get to really fully know them that first full year. And then the second year we were with them, they all had face masks on. So wow, we always yeah. said we never <laughs> truly heard Emily Tobin's voice until her junior <laughs> year, which was really fun. Um, but she's always just – I mean – she always leads by example. Doesn't say a lot, but always leads by example. She talks within her friend groups and kind of one-on-one with her peers. But then um, Katie Schiffer was somebody who spoke up a lot. She's a great leader as well as uh, Alasia, Cam Kitchens. There's just so many, and they lead in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Some of them serve as, like, the big sister role. Some of them serve as a little bit firmer, enforcing the rules role. And then some of them just – they all just embraced this freshman class and wrapped their arms around them. So – I don't know. Does that answer your question? Oh, 100%. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, great team. Great team chemistry also, would you say? Yes. I mean, the zen part of that doesn't happen without good chemistry. Mm -hmm. No, sometimes we were like, are they they having fun? Because they were so chill, (laughs) and they were just so calm all the time, but they just literally would come in, get their work done, and then they were gone. And so it was just so peaceful every day. We were like, I mean, and they were loud and funny and interactive and all that, but a lot of times when it went to just go time, they were just all so stoic almost. And so it was like, what's going on here? Like, I guess they're just, they're just doing it. Like, I love it. Yeah. Courtney, your first year back, you were a student athlete here and then coached at a couple of places, started programs at West Virginia Wesleyan and UMHB now back here. Uh, what was it like to experience a national championship from this role, from the coaching role? Pretty unbelievable. Um, each each school and each institution is different. Each department is ran very differently. So, yes, as an athlete, I was here. But coming back, Baylor, I think, has just evolved so much and grown so much to be able to see the support and the entire realm of support that our student athletes have accessible here and provided to them was just phenomenal to experience and to be able to work with the different individuals who touch our program and getting to know people just around Baylor outside of our program obviously within our program just everything in between was just a really incredible year nice yeah I feel like we can't glaze over the fact that she is my age mind you and has started two acrobatics and tumbling programs yeah. across the country yeah. like that is amazing and I feel like we say it and we just we have that type of resource here at Baylor to have people who've experienced it different places but tell us just a little bit about I mean probably bird's eye view but like what that process looks like when you start an acrobatics and tumbling program somewhere it's never been before well I think we have to give credit to Coach Fee. Those yeah, opportunities wouldn't have fair. been provided if it wasn't for her and the expansion of the sport in general. Yeah. Um, so thankful for her. I was able to jump out right after graduating from Baylor mm-hmm. and moved in December to West Virginia. 
and was able to recruit and spread the word about the sport. And at the time, uh, the sport was a little bit populated in West Virginia, but ever since it's continued to grow. So just being able to talk to student athletes and tell them that this is actually a realistic opportunity and get to share how much I love the sport with everybody who I really came into contact with. And so it was really sort of special to build it kind of from the ground up. And then those athletes were able to see how much hard work can do. Mm, (laughs) And then they really just put a dream into reality. Mm, So we continue to build every year and then kind of did the same thing at UMHB here in Texas. Yeah. That's awesome. How cool is that? You go away to West Virginia. I mean, that's a big step of faith. I mean, a big step for you. Uh, but then the chance to come back home to mm-hmm. Belton, to UMHB, and start that program. How great was that? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. My older brother graduated from UMHB playing soccer. Uh, and at the time, my dad was, Jerry Pate, was actually working at UMHB. And so, grew up in Belton, Texas. That's where UMHB is. It was too good to be true. Yeah. And so, I was provided that opportunity and, and jumped on it. So, nice. so thankful I did. Here's, awesome. a, here's a question along those lines. So you've been other places. I mean, been the head coach at two other schools. What's the view of Baylor acrobatics and tumbling Ooh, <laughs> from yeah. outside Baylor? I think it's evolved yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. in itself. Um, I think, you know, we're, this program has grown so much. And it used to not – we kind of worked our way into being the successful program that it is largely and, and yeah. a lot of credit to mm-hmm. the coaching staff and coach fee. Um, and so some of the student athletes who we've worked with, they don't always see all of the history gotcha. of right. the program. And that's been interesting to see. Yeah. And so yeah. every program and each little group of athletes, they have their own vision of Baylor. And obviously they are just <laughs> so it's, it's hard to fathom yeah. what some of these athletes can do. And so they're, they're always excited to see Baylor compete and always um, kind of looking up to them in a way. Sure. But I also yeah. trying to chase them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Knock them awesome. Very well said. I love that. So then, Kelsey, we look at you, and you've been here since 2016. You started as a volunteer, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I know the answer. It's going to be a two-part question. I already know the answer to the first one does it ever get old? And the question, the answer is going to be no, right? <laughs> but why, like what continues to make it so special to be a part of this program that's doing incredible things, literally winning national championships year in and year out. Talk about being a part of that for so many years. Honestly, I feel like for us as a staff and a program is just the evolution. So we never stop short of where we ended. So whatever year we end and we're always looking forward to that next year. So mm-hmm. We've been so excited for this next incoming class, and we tell our team sometimes, like, y'all, we love what we're doing right now, but we're so excited for what's to come. Because every time and the more that this sport continues to grow and the more schools to add and the more youth that grow up knowing what acrobatics and tumbling is, Mm. um, just brings in a whole different uh, group of student athlete. And so we have such a huge influence from the acrobatic gymnastics world, um, power tumbling, uh, all-star cheerleading is huge but we so we have all these different um, groups of female athletes coming together and each year they get stronger and our dynamic changes a little bit Mm -hmm. and so it just never gets old because 
I mean, you never really do the same thing. So we're always trying to get better. We're always trying to be better. And as a staff, that's kind of our goal. We don't like to settle for anything, but that's also our team's kind of mindset and how they thrive as well. So it's just fun because they're always pushing different boundaries and setting new limits. I mean, some of the stuff that Jordan has brought as a specialty into our sport alone um, is just, it's kind of crazy, honestly. And so we get really excited for all the skills that we're going to submit to the scoring committee for next year. And so we're always kind of looking forward. We're never really staying um, at ground level, I feel like. So I think that's why it never gets old, honestly. Yeah. Are you already doing that? Looking ahead to next year and some things you might implement next year that are new? Yes, yes. So um, we have a certain time period where you can submit new skills to compete for the upcoming season. And then they'll be uh, added into our scoring system and our SV. Hmm. And last year there was – I mean, I think I submitted probably 30 skills that Golly, Jordan wow. and Bailey alone wow. were able to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they're always just over there on the side playing with different things. Like, <laughs> oh, can we do this? Or, oh, my gosh, we used to do this in youth. Just like acros. making history yeah. casually. Right. <laughs> Honestly, truly. And sometimes, I mean, the whole pencil in one arm. Yeah. Um, one day, we, I think it was a tumbling day, and Coach V was like, hey, do you guys want to see what Jordan and Bailey have been working on over the side? And we were like, yeah. yeah. And so some of the kids on the side who were working, they knew what was going on, but the vast majority of us were focused on something else. And so when we watched – we. I kind of got uncomfortable because I was like, like, how does this end? Yeah, exactly. And so all of us were like, oh, my gosh, what the heck? Like, this is so cool. And so um, they've been working on a couple of things. They they draw from their backgrounds both. um, And we're excited because we actually have a few other athletes that are coming from that same gym Mm. where Jordan's from down in San Antonio, some bases and some with some topping experience as well. So. Um, they already have some stuff that we want to submit for this coming upcoming year. And then I'm sure that once we get that other group of student athletes in here, they're probably just going to continue to kind of think of different possibilities and new skills that we might be able to implement. Wow. That's (laughs) incredible. So you mentioned the one arm. And so for anyone listening, this is the video that has gone viral. ESPN has shared it. Everyone everywhere is talking about this sport, but in the most, I could try to give you what I think is a technical description of this. (laughs) this. No, I certainly should not, but I'd prefer (laughs) Courtney. Would you kind of (laughs) describe what that move was and why it's so crazy? Yeah, for sure. So they get into that position where the top is standing on the ground, holding hands together. The top kind of does a cartwheel Mm -hmm. in a way into this handstand position. From there, they transition into a one handed handstand. And then from there, we could stop there. I know. know. And then from there, that one arm handstand position, then Jordan, the top brings her legs together and drops her arm down to one side. And so she is in a vertical straight pencil position, still in a one arm with a base underneath her. Wow. This is Bailey Humphrey holding her with one arm. With one arm. And part of that also is the, what do you call it? The circle? The ring, yeah. The ring, yeah. Mm, So the ring ring is part of that also. Where she does a basically back bend. Mm -hmm. Toes, do they come all the way around and touch? They do, yeah. Yeah, and then she straightens up into the pencil. Yes. Amazing. Incredible. (laughs) It is. We're not doing it justice either. It is wild to watch. No, we really are. There may be um, a new version of that coming in because uh, Jordan's been playing with it throughout the year, and she would ask if if we had submitted that body position. I was like, we didn't. And so sometimes they're – it's it's really they're doing so many different skills on the side 
and then they continue to just experiment throughout the year. Okay. And so there's another body position that includes the ring um, that I'm curious if we're going to want to submit for this Whoa. year. So How we'll keep you guys on your toes. Okay. And to be clear, it has to be submitted so judges will know how to score it yeah. because it's brand new. Nobody's ever done it before. Correct, yes. So um, I am one of the members that serves on the scoring committee. We do two years at a time, and then you can resubmit to – try to continue on serving on the scoring committee and um we actually had to video different body positions so that they would know okay are there like for example um last year when we had submitted the ring they didn't want feet touching hands because mm. we thought okay well it was a support all that mm -hmm. stuff okay but then when you actually think about it you're like it's a little bit hard to hold that body position <laughs> yeah. no matter what, if uh, feet are yeah. touching or not. And it's right. actually a little bit harder and kind of impossible to execute it correctly if your feet don't end up touching the hands. Um, so we resubmitted it this year and that w with that body position and the way that it was shown so that they know which body position is being declared and that it is either not a deduction or is a deduction if somebody's doing something that they shouldn't be doing. So good grief. That <laughs> so is much great. Fun. So yeah. much fun to watch. You know, Katie, you know this, of course. <laughs> oh boy. 10.0 is the start value, the okay. highest start value you can have. Baylor is a 15 start oh, value <laughs> on some of these <laughs> things. So how do people even compete with that? Yeah, that's right. That's fair. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem fair. I mean, it does max out at a 10, so even if okay. you do start at, like, no, but we did have one that I think started at, like, a 12.75. Mm -hmm. Oh, seriously? Um, wow. Yes. Oh. And so it uh, calculates how many different um, elements you do combined in a sequence, and then each letter value, A through F, have a certain, uh, like, 0.05 SV is what they call it, attached to it. And so when you add those, those all up on the base score that you start with, mm it shoots that start value up to what you want it to be. And so even though we did have one, Jordan and Bailey's, that always started above a 10, actually all of our five, six, and seven elements start above a 10. Um, I think our lowest one is a 10.05, and okay. um, they just deduct down from 10. And so you're taking that risk. Yeah. But if you can execute those skills at a high level, then why not? And kind of try to help push the sport forward. So wow, that's man. awesome. You talk about pushing the sport forward and Courtney, probably from your different stops, you could weigh in on this, but are we now to the point that when we're recruiting, we are recruiting specifically to acrobatics and tumbling, or is it still, okay, we're looking at competitive cheer, combination of gymnastics. What does that recruiting process look like today? We still recruit from the various disciplines yeah. of, and, and so we are now looking more so into acrobatic gymnastics okay. and power tumbling and artistic gymnasts, yeah. as well as competitive cheerleaders. So each discipline kind of specializes in their own sort of way. Yeah. So within cheer, um, we can look for dominant bases. Mm -hmm. We can look for Tumblers who can flip their hearts out, like just <laughs> flip all day right. long. Um, lots of different combinations and such. Yeah. And then obviously from the acro world, we can see the different specialty positions. So the specialist in acrobatic basing, as well as the top positions there yeah. and all of the different flexible body positions that Jordan kind of specializes in. Yeah. <clears throat> and then power tumblers can flip for days as well mm -hmm. with continuity. That is yeah. just absolutely beautiful. So we're still recruiting from all different disciplines, but yeah. the youth program is expanding and growing as well. Yeah, that's really cool how probably even since you guys were competing, the difference, though, of acrobatics and tumbling is, you know, this brand new sport. But now it's this like, oh, well, brand new sport. Well, we, we know what you're talking about. And, and how mm -hmm. kind of, Kelsey, in your recruiting conversations, has that come up? 
Um, it's definitely evolved and changed. I yeah. even remember when I first started at Baylor having to educate a lot more um, mm-hmm. than I do now where you were literally just trying to get into gyms and yeah. you would try to get a hold of somebody and you were like, I'm the acrobatics and tumbling coach and the person answering the phone would say, what? And <laughs> you would have to kind of explain yeah. um, that you wanted to go recruit at their gym and be able to talk and kind of spread what acrobatics and tumbling is. And so, I mean, even when we were on – when I was on the team at Oregon, it was, well, what is our moot format going to look like? And we kind of, like, we didn't even have one my first year there type thing. <laughs> Whereas now you don't even have to think about it. And um, athletes grow up either competing in a discipline that mm. feeds directly into it and knows that's what they want to do at college. And then we still do have some kids who, I mean, one of our uh, very uh, standout kind of freshmen, uh, Leah Thomas, we call her Chibi, is her nickname. Um, Can you tell us why? That, <laughs> it was. It's, I, I think she said in Italian it means small person. No. I could be lying, so please don't quote me on that. But like um, her entire family calls her that. Everybody at her gym calls her Chibi. So um, we literally don't ever call her Leah. And if you do, she looks at you Cute. as if she did something wrong. Um, but she was one in particular that I remember calling her and asking her, "Hey, do you want to? Do you know what acrobatics and tumbling is? And have you ever thought about doing it at the collegiate level?" And her response was, I have heard about it, but um, I don't know a lot. So if you could teach me, I would love to learn. And so um, there are still some out there that just you're in a different world. And Mm -hmm. so that competitive cheer world, sometimes their direction is just based a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you still find that sometimes with gymnasts where they don't know as much about it. But the 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 broad uh, aspect of everyone who really does know about it compared to who used to not know about it is just so different in general. Makes I feel like our job's recruiting a, a little bit easier. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Kelsey Rao, Courtney Pate Oates, our guests. <laughs> <laughs> There's one. Uh, the assistant coaches for the national champion Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling team. We're glad to have them with us on the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, including A&T, which yeah. is fun, and telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art. And there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports in English and Italian. If there's a story to tell, just kidding, Rogue Media (laughs) Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Two incredible national champion assistant coaches we have with us here today. Let's let's talk a little bit about them personally. Oh, so, yeah. Courtney, take us back to when you were a student athlete here at Baylor. What you, you grew up in Belton, but what drew you to want to come here and compete at Baylor when you're being recruited? Oh gosh. Well, my parents are both Baylor alum, okay. <laughs> so that was pretty easy. Uh, I grew up around Baylor when I was really young. Yeah. So as my dad was working here, we were running up and down the halls watching basketball games and football games and oh, such. Fine. So I've always had my eye on Baylor, um, but I've also been really competitive athletically and enjoyed the competitive world mm-hmm. of athletics. And so um, I did gymnastics growing up, had several teammates who I did gymnastics with here in Waco. So even though we moved to Belton, we commuted back and forth to Waco for athletics um did gymnastics here with some good friends and then went into the cheer world competitive cheer world also here in Waco um and it was when I believe I was a sophomore in high school I heard that some of my previous gymnastics teammates have been recruited into this program that was just starting here at Baylor um it was from that moment 
when I very first heard about it that I decided that's exactly what I want to do. So Baylor was the only school I applied to. I had put all of my eggs in one basket and kind of prayed for the best and thank goodness for it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And your dad, we mentioned uh, Jerry worked at Baylor for about 10 years, uh, athletic trainer here, and then to Belton and UMHB. And we know we've known your mom and dad, Jerry and Vicki, for a long, long time. We've watched you grow up, really. So really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it really is fun to have you back here. Yeah. You'd started the program at UMHB. You're in your basically your hometown of Belton. Um, that had to have been hard to leave there as the head coach to come and take this yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, I – UMHB is a fantastic university. Um, they supported the acrobatics and tumbling program incredibly well, and they had a phenomenal foundation there. Um, I trusted the seniors, and I trusted the leadership there, and just overall foundation that was built there over the last three years. Um, I felt comfortable stepping, stepping down. Yeah. Um, head coaching is a world of its own. And my goodness, props to Coach Fee. She yeah. pops yeah. it out of this world. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I, I did go ahead and step down from that position, and then um, I received a phone call from Coach Fee just shortly after yeah. and kind of made my way here, awesome. <laughs> what, fortunately. Do you remember kind of what Coach Fee said on that phone call? Were you surprised when she called? Were you hopeful she was going to call? What that look like? No, it wasn't even a possibility in my mind. Really? <laughs> I love no, it. No, no, never, never thought that it was an option. Um, so she told me that a position had opened, yeah. and – that was kind of it. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> History yeah. in the making. History in the making. Kelsey, you were at Oregon. Where are you from originally? Oregon. Okay. Well, <laughs> I always say all over because we moved a lot growing gotcha. up, but my family yeah. all still lives in Oregon. Okay, good deal. But you were uh, an athlete, student athlete at the University of Oregon, competed there. What was your background? My background was in gymnastics for most of my entire life, honestly. Um, I also, like Courtney, applied to one school and one school only. So I actually started out at Oregon State University oh, because yeah. both my brother and my sister went to school there. Um, my sister was on the gymnastics team there, so we grew up doing gymnastics together. I dipped a toe in cheerleading and competitive cheer for a hot second. Um, I ended up actually tearing my ACL. So my senior year didn't really do any athletic activity huh. and then my sophomore year in college I found out about the what was then called stunts and gymnastics mm. <laughs> at the University of wow. Oregon um luckily from one of my friends who had a mutual friend um and I heard about what the opportunity was and I thought to myself I feel like I actually might want to try to do that so shot coach via an email and then got a phone call a little bit maybe like I don't know a week if that later and then had a recruiting trip back then it could, you could do actually a kind of a tryout and so um went on my recruiting trip down to the University of Oregon so that was kind of my background and my journey there so so you competed for coach fee at the University of Oregon didn't go right into coaching you were out of you were out of yeah. athletics out of sports for a little bit weren't you I was. So back then, um, there were seven institutions after my senior year. That was actually when Maryland dropped. So there was only six mm. at that time. And I knew, honestly, probably from about the first couple of months of being able to be at the University of Oregon that I wanted to coach as my wow. career choice. Um, there just weren't as many opportunities back mm. then. The sport was growing a little bit slower just as it was taken off. Um, so fewer graduate opportunities, um, fewer assistant coaching opportunities, and then 
I stepped away for about um, a year, and then I got to the opportunity to come back to the University of Oregon in the capacity that I did. So mm-hmm. I was really excited for that. But the whole time I was working, I was really just keeping my eye on uh, coaching yeah. Yeah. jobs and staying in contact with Coach Fee and seeing if there could be something for me in the future in this sport. So. Okay, and then when she called, was it this, hey, we have an assistant coach position open, like you're in, or what did that look like? Okay, so actually um, I was in the running for the final two um, for the Hawaii Pacific University position, and at the time Keenan Wan um, now has a different last name um, (laughs) because she just recently got married in the last couple of years. But we both were on the team together at Oregon. Um, She was originally from Hawaii, so I was like, oh. Um, but, uh, coach V actually gave us both the same opportunity. Um, she said, whoever does not end up with the head position at Hawaii Pacific, um, I would love for one of you to be able to come and figure out something to, to bring you on at the university of Oregon to coach with us. So, um, I always, I I was so upset at that time of my life because I was like, dang, I really thought I wanted to be a head coach, but then. This was, I mean, everything happens for a reason, and I was super excited for the opportunity to go back and be able to coach with her and Angela, now Urban, um, who was my coach back when I was at Oregon, and then um, it was just a great opportunity, so I was excited to be able to step on with them and learn from them, so. Nice. Yeah. And then when you had the chance to come to Baylor, was that an easy decision for you? Yes, I actually came without an actual job in place. And so, wow. Oh, not so easy. (laughs) But you know what? It was worth it. And so, you were a volunteer assistant first year, weren't you? Yes. You were here. Yes. So, I actually had a part time job during the day, and then I would come after I would finish up around noon. And then I would be with the acrobatics and tumbling staff um, doing everything that I could um, from about 2 until 7 p.m. at night on the days that we had weights. So, um, I'm just grateful that I had that. Ability to be able to come here, and then Baylor actually having the opportunity for volunteer coaches, and then um, at the time they were kind of in the works of trying to add an additional position, a director of operations, and so I knew that there was potential that I was definitely going to have something available to me in the future, Um, and then. It just so happened that at the time, Emily Mikey, um, now Tanner, everybody in my, just like Courtney, is their <laughs> old name for me. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Her yeah. husband actually st- uh, got an opportunity. He is a doctor. And so oh, cool. they moved, and I was able to slide into that um, assistant coach position that was available. So, yeah, it was it was uh it was great. It was it was a journey, but yeah. I made yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than winning national championships time and time again, what what do you make Baylor special? Like, why do you love working here? Uh, the definitely one thousand percent hands down the level of support. Mm. Um, just being able to experience a different, um, honestly, two actually different institutions, and knowing my sister's experience in college athletics, mm. um, I had an amazing hands down would never um, turn away from doing it again. Um, but I had no idea basically outside of what I knew before. And then coming here, the amount of support and the level of support and just the community is unmatched. And so I'm really grateful all the time um, for the opportunities that our student athletes get and then continually to evolve, um, especially under the leadership with Mac Rhodes. Um, I feel like he has done amazing things here and our athletes feel it every day and we feel it every day and we're just super grateful. So I l- absolutely love being able to be a Baylor Bear. Yeah. That's well said. <laughs> and you're about to take another step when basketball moves out of the Farrell Center. Yeah. You and uh, volleyball will kind of take over the Farrell Center. That's going to be a nice move. It's, it is actually huge. Um, just some of the things that we're even able to have to begin with, we're so grateful for. But 
actually having a designated facility for acrobatics and tumbling. Right now we go back to back in our office um, <laughs> yeah. and we share a door with Coach Fee's office. So if one of us has a phone call, we usually escape and go walk around. Um, we love our hallway and we're so grateful for what we call our living room in Mars McLean. Um, it's a very special place. Um, but we are very excited for what's to come and move into the feral yeah, center. You're not It'll gonna... be weird having doors that close and <laughs> exactly. not, not having humans <laughs> around you at all right, times. Right. You will not know what to do with all this space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, that's really exciting. And then Courtney, for you being a student athlete here at Baylor and then coming back and coaching, what maybe is what stands out most to you about what's changed at Baylor in, in a good way? Oh gosh, so much. And, and I, I mean, it's hard not to reiterate it, but honestly, yeah. the support that has grown and yeah. the different resources that are available to our student athletes almost 24 seven. So whether that's through nutrition, strength and conditioning, mental health, yeah. health in general, medical services and yeah. so forth, um, and everything on the academic side, it's just unbelievable. That's awesome to be able to see as a student athlete, you know, firsthand experience what you got to see and then just mm -hmm. how much more this sport is growing, how yes. much more Baylor's pouring into the sport. It's really, yes. really cool to hear about. Yeah. And you two uh, can speak very eloquently about the, what Fee likes to talk about, this sport providing opportunities for yeah. women. You know, as it expands and more schools add acrobatics and tumbling. I mean, Courtney, you, you and Kelsey, you're both examples of that. <laughs> Yes, it's. I think we're at 54 wow. have been announced, and we know that there are <laughs> likely more just right around the corner. Yeah. Um, so I think I looked just recently, eight Division One schools, mm -hmm. maybe nine D3 right now, yeah. and then every, every the plethora of divisions. All of the others are yeah. within yeah. that yeah. division yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, and so, sure. and that those schools are scattered all across the entire nation. Yeah. And so, we now have an opportunity in South Dakota, Augustana, um, so many various different places where athletes are being touched and reached, and just being able to hear what's out there and what's possible. So, yeah. really fun. And and uh, you know, you being you two being connected with Fee like you are, I mean, you were on the ground floor really of this yeah. sport. Kelsey, you talked about the first seven schools in Maryland, I'm sure, is kicking themselves that they yeah, disbanded sure. the sport there. But, I mean, that was the ground floor, seven, and now it's 54 and counting with a bullet, wow. and it just continues to grow. Yeah. Um, no, it's actually unbelievable sometimes. And I remember it was my first year ever coaching, I believe, um, the national championship was at Azusa Pacific. And that was the first year I think we went from six schools to about 13 or 14 wow. maybe I could be overestimating but just seeing how many additional teams were there and had the opportunity is just unreal to me and then I mean I didn't even know about the sport until I was already in college so the yeah. fact that I even got to partake in competing um, and being able to have that opportunity is just awesome and now we have kids who come to our camps who were signing as athletes to come to Baylor wow. and we watch them grow up from about seven or eight um, and so it's just unreal and really, really special to be able to have the opportunity to be a part of. Yeah. So I hope every single person listening to the second podcast has gotten to see our student athletes compete, watch acrobatics and tumbling. Incredible. But what would you say to the person that's never been like, what's kind of the, why should they go watch acrobatics and tumbling? Mm -hmm. Um, I think definitely the strength piece and element that our athletes bring 
to the table and that's across the nation that's at every acrobatics and tumbling school the fact that normally when people think of athletes um, throwing each other around in the air they think about honestly a lot of times they think I relate it to like if you think about sideline cheer Mm -hmm. and you see the men lifting the females Mm -hmm. we're doing that but it's our female athletes lifting Mm -hmm. other female athletes that's a great point so um, just the strength and the dynamic ability to be able to tumble on that non-spring loaded floor Mm -hmm. um, I think wows a lot of people because when they see how explosive our athletes are they can't believe that there aren't springs under their feet (laughs) um so i just feel like that piece goes hand in hand the the absolute strength and the dynamic abilities that they have are just impressive to watch and then the balancing aspects that come into play um i think is just impressive and then a lot of people love to see um athletes tumbling together Mm -hmm. like compulsory tumbling when (laughs) there's eight people out there they seem to really love everything that's synchronized so (laughs) um that's fun for them to watch too, but yeah. That's awesome. It's a lot to like. Courtney, yeah. anything to add to that? No, I think the, the format of the meet is, is exciting in yeah. itself. So the first half kind of builds through the acro pieces, pyramid pieces, and then the second half is really powerful and dynamic and fun and explosive. And so we end those meets with um, a team event where up to 24 athletes are on the floor at once. A lot of things are happening. There's a strategy. There's there's a whole kind of formula background of it um, that we understand, but to the lay eye and people in the stands watching our fans. Um, it's really exciting to see. There are so many things happening, what looks like all at once. Yeah. Um, and a lot of really impressive things happening all at once. Yeah. So yeah. to music. That is a three ring circus. <laughs> that is fun. It <laughs> is so chaos. fun. Yes, yeah, for yeah sure. exactly. For sure. But very orchestrated. Yes. Very much so. All right. Uh, final thought for both of you. Uh, Katie mentioned it earlier. Um, that move by Bailey and Jordan was featured on SportsCenter. What's that mean? I mean, that's great exposure, you know, that yeah. kind of reaches the, the general fan that might not otherwise see that. Yeah, I actually, when you started talking about it, I got a, I felt myself getting emotional mm-hmm. again because we used to always talk about when we were on the first ever team at Oregon, our dream, our goal was to see our name on the Sports Center ticker or the ESPN ticker. So I remember even when ESPN Plus started – uh, streaming and then back then um, when Pac-12 would do it at every time that Baylor would come to the University of Oregon the fact that we were simply on TV and streamed through a sports network was yeah. such a big deal for us so seeing this go like kind of globally and nationally yeah. um, is just huge and I think last week we were all very in our feelings about it um, <laughs> because we would all just get so emotional we couldn't believe it and um, I even found out about it from another head coach at Fairmont state. She sent it to me and she was like, my dad just saw this on TV and oh, I was, wow. and I immediately sent it to them. And I was like, you guys, no way we were on TV and this <laughs> is like legit. It's going on sports center. Um, so it's, it's kind of unreal to think about like, because it really is dreams coming true. Yeah. And, um, I, I still get messages from one of my former actually athletes, um, who was at the University of Oregon on all different social media platforms, and she sends me that same video, and she's like, hey, you guys are on this now, or hey, you're on Reddit, yeah. or hey, you're wow. on this. And so the fact that also it's it's recognition, not for Baylor, but it's recognition for the sport as a whole, and everybody who came before, mm-hmm. the athletes that are competing now, and kind of laid the groundwork, and all of the athletes who deserve so much respect for what they do now. So it's yeah. kind of huge. Sorry, that was a really long-winded. I'm getting emotional. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's kind of unreal and just like truly dreams come true. Who knew at the age of 33 my dreams would come true. So. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, that is great. Wow. 
Drop the mic. Drop yeah, <laughs> for sure. We can't say any, anything better we than really that. Can't. That's that awesome. great. Well, we appreciate y'all. Congratulations. Uh, I knew you had a team banquet, right, to kind of wrap up the year. Rings are on the way. Yep. Y'all are piling up the so championship fun. rings. That's great. Congratulations. Really happy for yeah. you. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. y'all. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a lot of fun. Congratulations to Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling, the now eight-time defending NCATA national champions. And they do it against tougher and tougher competition. You know, the other schools aren't sitting back just watching Baylor. They're trying to emulate Baylor. They're trying to knock off Baylor. So the competition gets tougher, you know, each and every year. But Baylor keeps raising that bar. Yeah, I think. Fee's involvement in growing the sport and along with Courtney and Kelsey, when you think about it, it's like, okay, they are in the off season, always trying to grow programs, help more programs so that they can compete against the best. Yeah. I think that just speaks to, wow, what the product they have here at Baylor is and in the way that they perform. It just, it fires me up, JMO. Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> Happy for them. Thanks to Kelsey Rao for being on with us. Courtney Oates, the assistant coaches on the national yeah. championship, Baylor acrobatics and tumbling team. For Katie, I'm John, and that's this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics.